for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.08 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, October the 15th. Thanks for sharing your Saturday morning with us this morning here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm, of course, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. I'm your host here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the show. At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the stuff that this crazy world throws at us every week. A lot to talk about this week, a lot going on. And uh, we talk about all the stuff that we think you need to know, try to cover it here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We're all about a few things, limited government, lower taxes, all the things that mean more freedom, more freedom for you, more freedom for me, more freedom for all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save, folks, and it starts right here in this studio where I'm joined by the mellifluous voice of Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you doing this morning? I am fine this morning, Reese. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm like you. I could have used a couple more hours of sleep. Yeah, I, I got but, involved. Uh, you know, I bought a, I bought a, grass, a gas fire pit last, yesterday. Oh, you did? And, and you have to put it together. Oh, yeah. So, And you, uh, you get it assembled? Yeah, actually, I did a really good job. Um, the, the secret, don't tighten all the screws and bolts until it's all together, oh, yeah. then tighten everything up. And you know, you read some of the reviews, and some people are just not mechanically inclined. <laughs> they need to just buy one that's assembled. Yeah, you can uh, you can do that at uh, Office Depot, Home Depot, places mm-hmm. like that. They'll they'll assemble. You can buy the assembled version, or yeah. you can get it, get it do it yourself. But yeah, it was you know, a great a project of, with some Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. Uh, you there know, you go. It was great little home little home afternoon yeah. project. Yeah. That is the secret with a lot of things, Glenn. That's a that's a nice little. What was that book? Zen, mm-hmm. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the secret in a lot, of, a lot of things in life is not tightening everything down until you have everything kind of lined up. Yep. So, yeah, that's a good, good, good safety tip for all of us this morning. A lot uh, going on in the world today. Want to invite you guys to join the show as well. Of course, the call in line here at Saturday Morning Coffee, 843-903-2945. And the text line, as always, the mobile outfitters. PCRXcomputers.com text line is 843-798-TALK. That's 843-798-8255. You can text your comments to us there on the text line. The tweet handle, the Twitter handle, if you would like to tweet the show, the Twitter handle for the show is at Reese Boyd. You can also email your comments to the show. ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com is the show email address. And also, for those of you who like to call during normal business hours, Monday through Friday, you can catch me at the day job, which is Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. The number there at the law firm is 843-839-9800. And uh, it's been a couple of uh, weeks since we've been in the studio, Glenn. Yeah, I know. I've been here. You, well, you've been here. We had the we had yeah. Ian, the hurricane. Yes. We were down for the, uh, down for the count for uh-huh. Ian. The tower was down. Yeah. And then... Uh, Last week, we had some other issues going on, some uh, personal issues, distractions, things that were um, kept us out of the studio, but we're back, so it's good to be back yeah, in the studio. Yeah, we played you. a good show last week. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I now we gave away another cup of coffee. I was getting text on yeah. <laughs> on my phone. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Saying uh, saying you're giving. Are, is this for real or is this uh, a rebroadcast? I said no. It's not. It's not for real. We're rebroadcasting this morning. So I actually gave an intro that is a rebroadcast. But if you pick it up in the middle of the show, you don't know. You don't know. Uh, I'm I'm gone. I was actually out of here by eight thirty that morning. You know, so I got everything set up, did some other thing projects that I had going, and then um, I was down the road. So we do have a great show for you today. A lot to talk about, a lot to get to. The, we've got some great guests coming up. We're going to be talking a little bit later this hour with Robert Norton. Robert is a candidate for the South Carolina State House in District 55. That is Dillon County. He's running as a Republican. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking to Wayne Gray. Wayne is the chairman of the Ride 4 Committee. And we're also going to be talking in the next hour to Rob and Michelle Visconti. They are with uh, Ori County Conservative Alliance. And uh, and that organization is hosting a group uh, or a, an event on October 22nd. That's a rally for the veterans coming up uh, in the next uh, next weekend. So they're going to be here to talk to us about that, how you can get tickets. So a lot going on, a lot, uh, lot in the news uh, this week, a lot happening. By the way, what's going on with our, uh, our, our moonshot? Have you been keeping up? On the uh, launch date? Yeah, it, it was just delayed and then delayed. Do we have a launch date? Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay. No, not to my knowledge. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, it, was Wayne Gray the Ride 3 committee chairman as well? Because we had somebody here. <clears throat> Wayne was not the chairman. Okay. Wayne was on the committee. I'm trying to recall. I want to say, I, I don't want to say because I, I don't know. recall. Okay. But um, very informative, and I look forward to speaking with him. Yeah, Wayne's know. a great guy, yeah. and he knows... You know, he knows the Ride 3 process, and of course he is the chairman for the Ride 4. It's hard to believe there have been, this is now the fourth Ride program. Seems to be working. Yeah, it does. And you know, it reminds me, Glenn, I don't know how much you you thought about this, uh, or maybe maybe you've thought about this, maybe you haven't. I'm going to ask Wayne about this, give him a little heads up, wasn't planning to. But one of the things that of course caught my attention this week was uh, Tucker had a, you know, we've been basically funneling money to Ukraine about as fast as we can print it. And we've been doing that for some time. And at some point you have to wonder where are we going with this? It seems as though, and I'm just, you know, this is one man's opinion. I I know a lot of people feel that, that Ukraine for whatever reason is the, is the sort of the great battlefield of the day and that we have no choice, but to do whatever we can do. I don't, I think we've got our priorities a bit out of whack. Yeah, I do too. And so we have to think about this in terms of, okay, why are we there? I mean, like anybody with, I mean, it's the Powell doctrine. Think about why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, If you're going to go into a place, go into it big, go into it strong, get the job done and get out. What I'm concerned about, and Tucker had a couple of great pieces on this this week, is we're now in territory where we've spent a ton of money. I think I, I, I wanted to get the exact number, but depending on whose numbers you mm-hmm. rely upon and what you count as Ukraine aid and what you don't, um, the the numbers is the numbers are up around fifty to sixty to possibly even seventy billion. billion. So, so we're talking about real money, <laughs> as Everett Dirksen would say, as one of the guests I think, or maybe Tucker himself said this. We're talking about the gross domestic product for the state of I think I think he used Kansas, but you're talking about. A lot of money. You're talking about all the productive might of one of our 50 states for one year 
that's been shipped to one country overseas, which just happens to be a long way away. All right. And one of the most corrupt. Uh, yeah. And one of the most corrupt in, yeah. places yeah. on, at least certainly in, in that region right. of the world. And they're asking various media interviews have been done where they're asking folks. Now, remember, this is the same war. Right. I'm just kind of trying to connect a few of the dots. This is the same war where our Department of Defense told our president that this was going to be a 12 day affair, 12 to 15 days. And Ukraine would be gone. Uh, The Russians would take Kiev and Zelensky would be done. Now, that was a long time ago. Yeah, because in the beginning, we offered to get Zelensky out of the country. Yes, exactly. And so my point being, the the. The people who are supposed to know these things, the military professionals said, look, this is going to be a two-week affair. It's clearly not a two-week affair. We, we seem to be entrenched in what has become another, what I'll call, what many people call forever war. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another one of the forever, forever wars. There doesn't seem to be an exit strategy. I'm trying to, and I was thinking this week, what is the end game? Do we think that Zelensky is going to roll into Red Square and Putin's going to surrender? I mean, that's... Not the end game. No, the end game. You know, the president said this week. You know, Armageddon. You know, that's well, the end game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my fear. Is we yeah. have a president who now throws the term Armageddon around like he's like it's a, just his daily press. Well, and, and that threat is not at the front of the news uh, cast. You know, it's it's not taking. It doesn't seem like it's taken seriously. No. Kind of like oh my Absolutely gosh, you not. just opened the fentanyl door for me too. You know, just like that. We're not, they're not paying attention. They don't seem to care. Again, if a plane crashed every day and we lost 300 souls to plane crashes, yeah. we would do something. But the fentanyl, we're not doing anything about. No. And we're sending all that money over there. Look at Florida. Look at the money we need here in this country right now. And think about Excellent point, uh, Mr. Producer. And think about this. The Zelensky at least once would, you know, come pay us, a t- you know, pass the hat in Congress in yeah. person. Now we get these video messages, and I'm sure you saw the video message this week. I got the yeah. clip. Maybe we'll get to it today on the show, where he's saying, "Oh, we need at least five billion for this, and we need, you know, three billion for this, and this has got to, and we need this money." And he said, "I need this money because I have a budget deficit." And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, "Look, dude, what do you think we have? Yeah, we yeah. had a we had a 1.5 trillion dollar deficit before we started spending money like drunken sailors, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and so the money that we're spending." to keep you from having a deficit is in fact a deficit that our grandchildren and great grandchildren, somebody is either going to have to pay or, uh, you know, do something to get rid of it. There's a few ways you can do that, but somebody's going to have to pay that off. And, and he said, I need this money for infrastructure. And that actually made me think, Glenn, when you and I, and I'll, I'll ask Wayne about this, you know, you and I pay extra money when we go buy food or when we go to the restaurant, sure. we, we pay extra, you know, sales tax sure. dollars, Every time we go buy anything, or not everything, but most things, to fund things that we need here locally. Right. And that's a good thing because we have to do that. We need to do that. We need things like ride. Mm -hmm. But we, you and I, people who pay to buy things here in our local town, we're paying more money to pay for infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Right? So... We're, and, and the tourist star. And the tour... And everybody. Not just us, but the tourist star as well. That's true. And so we're paying more money so that we can fix our infrastructure problems here in Ory County, here in South Carolina, because that's been left to us. Right. And I'm not saying that the folks in Ukraine don't need help, but think about this. The federal government is sending billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine to 
help them with their infrastructure problems when we have infrastructure problems right here in O'Ree County, right here in South Carolina, all across the United States. Yep. And so, I mean, somehow we've got too many people in Washington who seem to have their priorities out of whack. Mm-hmm. And it's just, where else do you go with that? Well, AOC is even getting yelled at right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that was actually... That was actually pretty good. And, and that was good because I think the, the gig is up. The yeah. gig is up. People have figured these people out. So we got a lot to unpack, a lot to talk about here today. We'll get to all that and more. And uh, coming up in a little bit, we'll be talking to our first guest, uh, Robert Norton, who will be in the studio talking to, uh, talking to us about his campaign for the Statehouse. So stick with us. We've got a lot to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, we've seen a lot of volatility in the market over the last few months. A lot of shareholder value seems to have evaporated. How are you counseling your clients to deal with tough times in a very volatile market? As long as we continue to keep our process and our planning in place, that we know where we're going and we have shifted to a get paid while you wait scenario. We've increased the dividends and the interest to get paid while you wait, but be careful of order takers and advisors or so-called salesmen with licenses out there. Have a true advisor. Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. To get real advice from a real advisor, contact them online at pylefinancialservices.com or reach them anytime at 843-945-4480. Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 724 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the big show. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. Hope your Saturday morning is getting off on the right foot. That's what we aim to do here. Hope you get your day going. want to remind you guys that Saturday Morning Coffee is available as a podcast, and you can find it on just about any podcast provider, Apple CarPlay, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Just search for Saturday Morning Coffee. Look for the familiar red and blue coffee cup logo. Click listen now or even better, click subscribe. You can catch up on the latest editions of Saturday Morning Coffee if you happen to miss a broadcast or two. And by the way, Glenn, we're running a little bit behind on the podcast. My crack podcast team, also known as my children, (laughs) normally do a fine job. They've become, as school has gotten ramped up. Uh, we have gotten sidetracked. We're a, a few episodes behind on the podcast, but we'll get that remedied. Uh, might have to go into the recruiting pile, the well, resume, was, the resume stack, and look for a new social media intern for Saturday morning coffee. I was thinking if you if you pay them, you know, you oh, can, I pay them. 
Oh, do you? Oh, oh okay. yes. Trust and, me. But do you claim it on your taxes that you pay your children? Yeah, yeah. See, that's the business part of it. That's you know, the business get part your of it. Kids, get your kids doing stuff. You can pay. I forget how much it is. You can pay them each year, and it's, yeah. it's legal. Yeah. So, but uh, we encourage you guys to check out the podcast for any episodes of Saturday Morning Coffee that you may have missed or do miss. Always uh, easy to catch it up. And you can also listen at your leisure whenever you like. That's mm-hmm. the thing I love about the CarPlay is you just choose the podcast that you want to listen to and Whenever you're in the car, they just spool up and start playing. Yeah, and you can pause it. Yeah, we were talking, uh, Glenn, before the break about the Ukraine. I was really astonished by the just the I mean, I hate to say the audacity, but just the the way that Zelensky comes across in this video. We've got a little clip here. I'll share it with you. We don't have a ton of time. I don't know that I'll play the whole thing, but you, if you haven't heard it, and it's also the voice of a translator, which is not uh, you don't get the full effect without the video. But here's you know, here's here's Zelensky hat in hand. Doesn't even come to Congress in person. He's now he's phoning it in, and this is this is his latest wish list. It's like you know, but the translator is wearing a green T-shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not getting any audio. No, you have nothing. We have nothing. You have nothing. Well, it was working. We're having a little difficulty here in the studio. Well, well that's it, your techno. That's, that's on your side. That's that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> um, that was uh, that would that did not that did not go so well. When it, oh, what's it doing? Well, we're having a we've got a technical difficulty here in the studio, folks. Well, that's a good thing. You still have an hour and a half left of your show. So, so anyway, I'll I'll try to get that remedied. But uh, one of the things that he says in there again, he's asking for billions and billions of dollars, as if it's no big deal. Yeah, you know, we're the and, United States. And the problem, Glenn, is there were all kinds of interviews with Biden, other people in Washington, and again, what is the end game here? Where are we going with this? Because nobody that I've heard has articulated an end game to any of this. This was the war that was supposed to last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody said, you know, and in the, at the outset, yeah, let's help Ukraine. There's no moral ambiguity here. Russia has invaded. Now, there were a lot of things that Ukraine did in the lead up to all of that that we could, mm-hmm. you know, sort of dissect. But Russia clearly invaded and we felt morally obligated to help those folks. But, you know, when when Biden uses terms like Armageddon, let's think about this. You know, Biden says very nonchalantly that we're closer to Armageddon than we've been since the 60s. Let's go, Brandon. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. So I was feeling really good about four or five years ago. And when he says that, what is he's referring, of course, to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Sure. And so what happened? It's worth noting what happened in the Cuban Missile Crisis before our time or before my time, but yeah. I don't remember it, but the Soviets were placing intermediate range missiles in Cuba. Cuba. Yeah. That's okay. Exactly right. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal because by the time we could figure out what was happening, Miami, mm-hmm. Orlando, most of Florida, anywhere on the Southeast could basically be, would be gone oh, before yeah, we missile, even realized. A missile, uh, 90 miles away, a missile. Yeah. yeah. Very quick. So that was a big deal. Yeah. This is not something that the united states this is not a hill that the united states needs to die on we would die on it yeah yeah i mean to to say well it's okay because we haven't been this close to armageddon since the 60s the 60s was intermediate range nuclear missiles as you said within 90 miles of the beaches of florida right so that was a huge deal this is something that is totally beyond our immediate sphere of influence now it will impact us and we can't have russia out just willy-nilly 
marching on countries that it borders. But having said that, this is not an existential threat to the existence of the United States. And so I just we've got to, we've got to have an end game. We've got to come up with some kind of strategy that says, uh, where are we going with this? And, I don't know what it, the end game is because it's like every other week we're sending billions over there. It, yeah, it is seems to just become a regular, you know, passing news story. And oh, we just sent another six billion dollars to a million is a lot of money. A yeah. billion is a huge amount of money. Uh, my 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 favorite quote from Washington is Everett Dirksen, and they're going to have to change this. You know, it used to be a million here, a million there. Pretty yeah. soon you're talking about – now it's a billion, yeah. a billion here, a billion there. Yeah. Pretty soon it's going to be a trillion here, yeah. a trillion there, because that's the rate at which we're spending money. And so, yeah, it's it's uh, really unbelievable, you know, what we're, yeah. what we're doing. But you're right. They ask folks uh, – they ask Biden, where, does, where are we headed with this? And he's like, whatever it takes. How long are you going to do this? Whatever it takes. How long is it going to go on? We don't know. I mean, folks, we're not responsible for every wrong that is done in the world. We've got our own problems right here at home that we need to fix. We need to focus on. So, sorry about the technical difficulties. We'll, uh, we are in a war, you know. <laughs> yes. Anybody that doesn't think that we're not in a war in the United States. It is a proxy This would have been over if the United States had not gotten involved, and Putin knows it as well. Absolutely. So, it's uh, unbelievable, really. And your politicians are spending your money, and they have no plan, and there's no end in sight. Whatever it takes, folks, spend all you want. Vladimir will send more. We'll print more. I don't know. Crazy. A lot to talk about yet to come. Stick with us, folks. A lot more to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. And after the break, we're going to be talking to Robert Norton, candidate for the State House. So stick with us. We'll be right back. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday morning morning coffee but for all of your personal and business legal needs i hope that you will give us a call at davis and boyd to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation business consulting estate planning personal injury including motor vehicle collisions probate litigation trust disputes whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at davis and boyd can assist you with those needs call me reese boyd at 843-839-9 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5.
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 738 on your Saturday morning, 736, excuse me, on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us, sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. A lot of you checking in on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line, Mel, checking in from the rooster, sending us a lovely photo of her beautiful self this morning. Good morning, Mel. Hope you're having a great morning. Johnny checking in, Larry Biddle checking in, the climbers checking in on the mobile outfitters text line. Johnny checking in with a comment about ride, ride one, two, three, four, etc. has failed to widen or bypass 501, 701, 90, etc. How about the potholes on 544, the need for another bridge, the lack of turning lanes, the roads here, beep, and the rules for builders to improve roads where they are built are wrong, impotent. I know many young professionals who are leaving because of the traffic. They can no longer get to the reason they moved here in the first place in a timely <laughs> way. That's that's a pretty insightful uh, comment. Got to give Johnny a little, uh, little, little, yeah, little plug for that. But obviously these people that are moving have never lived in Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., Seattle. You name it, man. The traffic here is good. Trust me. Well, you know, interestingly <laughs> enough, Glenn, I moved to South Carolina from Boston. Yeah. I grew up here, but then I moved, lived in D.C. for right. a while, lived in Boston. And when I lived in Boston, I thought to myself, why would anybody in their yep. right mind yep. commuting, you know, me commuting into the city from the South Shore? Mm-hmm. I, I First of all, I didn't, you didn't do it by car because doing it by car was simply not feasible unless you woke up at three o'clock in the morning in order to get to your job at a, you know eight o'clock. Right. So I didn't even use a car. I came in either on the train or the ferry. I mean, or, or on the boat. Yeah, the ferry. And so when I did happen to use a car, I thought, why would anybody in their right mind put up with this traffic? And so one of the reasons I wanted to get back home is I really wanted that quality of life that I remembered. One of the reasons that we have a high quality of life is that we haven't had a ton of traffic. But lately, I've been thinking, you know, the traffic that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis is more and more, not quite as bad, but more and more like the traffic that I remember. If you're coming down 17 South, yeah. Uh, bypass at five o'clock and you're behind market common. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a log jam. It's a traffic. It's just a bumper. To, it's a parking lot. Well, and, and, and there I are mean, lots of places like that. 501 has been like that for years. Yeah. There's not many ways out of like Paul Island and stuff. 17 is it. So yeah, you know, it'd be nice to have a, an alternate route, but it, there's not. Um, I mean, <laughs> we have a, we have a major thoroughfare 501. For instance, if I'm trying to get between the courthouse and, and the office in the middle of the day or toward the afternoon, I don't even think about going 501. It's like, how else can I get to Conway? Because nobody in their right mind gets on 501 because people, you don't use it because it's already got more cars than it can accommodate. Mm -hmm. They have done a beautiful job on repaving 90. um, And they are putting turn lanes in where they can, where these new developments are going in. It that We were told that. That was going to happen. I think it maybe was with Tim uh, McGinnis. But it it was going to happen because we can't afford to widen those roads yet. We don't have the money yet. And that's what we're going to ask. We'll talk to Wayne about that. But right now, but if you guys do have comments, thank you, Johnny, for that. If you guys do have comments about the Ride 4 process, suggestions for what projects make sense, what projects don't make sense, we welcome that input. Hope you'll share those with us. We'll be passing those along to Wayne Gray and the committee. Wayne's coming up in the second hour of Saturday Morning Coffee, so I hope you guys will stick around for that. But right now, we're talking to Robert Norton. Robert is joining us here in the studio and don't want to take any of his time. Robert is a candidate for South Carolina House District 55 
a seat currently held by a Democrat. Been held by a Democrat for a long time, right? 24 years. Yeah, a long time. So <laughs> you're a brave man, Robert. Welcome into the studio here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Thank you, Reese, for having us. Yes, sir. It's always a pleasure to uh, talk to folks. I tell people, no matter how it works out and no matter whether you win or lose, I have great respect for anybody who is willing to put their name on the ballot because it is not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing for the candidate, but more especially for the people that's helping him and his family. It's, yes. It gets brutal sometimes. <laughs> it, it is brutal, and it is very hard on your family. You are absolutely correct. So tell us, who's uh, for those of us who may not know you, our listeners, who's Robert Norton? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a poor country boy from grew up in Fork, South Carolina, a little small town in Dillon. Dillon um, County. A lot of people relate it to Lakeview, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, went to school at Lakeview, graduated Lakeview, uh, went to work. Got married, been married 23 years. I got a uh, son that plays football at Pembroke. Uh, my daughter's still in high school at Lakeview. Um, awesome. We love, you know, small towns is our, is oh, our yeah. thing. So yeah. we, we're not, I heard y'all talking about the traffic a while ago. We're not used to any traffic. We, <laughs> no. we like, we like the, the less cars, the better. Yeah. If you, uh, if you live, people say, I would never live in a town with, you know, three or four stoplights. Used to be one stoplight. That's right. Even those towns have three or four stoplights. We, we'll just stick to the caution light. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and you guys do have a racetrack there too. We do. Yes, yeah. sir. We do. Yeah, you do. So yeah, you're right. There's something about, you know, it's funny, Robert, I've lived in, I've lived in Loris when I was really young. I've lived in Conway, but I've also lived in Washington and Boston, and now we live in Merle's Inlet. But, you know, there is something to be said about small-town life. Mm. It just, there's a, you know, it's a different, uh, it's a, just a different way to live and a lot to be said for it. And that's why a lot of folks are moving here, frankly, you know. But So why are you running? What, what's, uh, I think you work at the airport, you tell me, work at Florence. In I'm the, the assistant director at the Florence Regional Airport and the and the chief of public safety. So very good. I'm in law enforcement. Yeah. Um, but the biggest reason we're running, you know, our crime rates running rampant, you know, you can district 55, you, yeah. you can encompass Ory County, Dillon County, Marlboro County, which is the district. Every one of them have something in common with crime. Um, our infrastructure, we talked about your roads a while ago. Yeah. Our roads need to get on a 10 year plan. Yeah. We got to get the roads fixed that we got now before we start worrying about building new roads. You know, it's, if we can't maintain what we got, then what's the sense in, in building another one? Building more. <laughs> you know, um, and I, I tell everybody, I got in this thing, you know, because Robert wanted to change a few things that was going on. and um, But as, as the process goes, mm-hmm. it you, your outlook on why you got in the campaign goes a little different, you know. Um, when I initially got in, it was, I wanted to stop crime rate, me being in law enforcement. I wanted to help our educational system. I wanted to do infrastructure Yeah. and I got out, got to meeting people. And, uh, I tell everybody this story. I got one little guy in McCall. He donates $25 a month, um, every month. Yeah. You know, he, can he, can he really afford to give it? Probably not, but he does it anyway because wow. he wants to be a part of it. Yeah. That's that's what I think our politician needs to get back to. We need to get back to the people that's out in the communities, in the small towns. You know, everything don't everything's not centered around Columbia and Washington D.C. We need to get back to hearing what our people want in Loris and Green Sea, Amen. Mount Olive, yeah, Dillon, Lakeview. You know, that's 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 where our politics need to get back to. Yeah. Now, all of is all of District Fifty Five in Dillon County. All of Dillon County. Or, I'm sorry, all of Dillon County inside District 55? Yes, sir. Every okay. stitch of Dillon County, East McCall, a little bit of Clow, 
and then it comes up to Loris. You got uh, half of East Loris, half of West Loris, and it goes around Loris to Longs. Yep, yep. So it's a pretty long district. Long district. Wow, that's great. And it has, you, as you said, we've we've got a Democrat in that office, Coach Hayes. Yes, sir, Jackie Hayes. Jackie yes, Hayes, who's been there for 20-something years. 24 years. Wow. You know, I, I hate to say this, no disrespect to the coach, but I am now and have always been a fan of term limits. Yep. And I think, you know, if you've been somewhere for 24 years, we can argue about the number. But <laughs> I just I think it's time to, to move yeah. move up or move out or do something different. I mean, you've got so many years where you can make a difference. I think six years in the house should be great. Eight years, maybe. But six is good. Three terms. Uh, make a difference. Serve your people. Yeah. And either move on up or move on out yeah well you need you need to get new ideas in you know know, everybody's got an idea and a plan if you can't my my magic number was eight to ten years if you can't get it fixed in eight to ten years you need to let somebody take another swing at it yeah i'd be fine with that i'd be fine (laughs) going about your business yeah Uh, somebody once told me term limits are a bad idea whose time has come and i think that's I think that's the truth. I think that's the truth. The founding fathers, I don't think they anticipated that people would get elected to state legislatures or Congress and spend their life in office. I just don't think they thought that that would be a thing. Me neither. Um, You got career politicians now, you know. Our former president is a career politician. You see where that gets us, but <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not good for the country. It's not good for it's not good for any of us. So, what? Um, and you're running. Speaking of uh, incumbency and the things you're up against, there there really isn't a strong history of the Republican Party in Dillon County. You're trying to take. You know, I think you mentioned off air that it was only last year that y'all elected your first Republican in Dillon County ever. Well, it's actually this year in September. Okay. Um, we elected Dennis Townsend to a county council seat. He's the first Republican ever. Um, Anthony Moore, the Republican Party chairman, and a lot of us, you know, backed Dennis and got him elected. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've always had the stigma where you have to run as a Democrat to get elected in Dillon County. Sure. Well, we've proved that wrong now, so they yeah. can throw that out the window. Yeah, very um, good. You know, um, I think a lot of people's hid behind that Democrat. I have to run as a Democrat, you know, to win in Dillon County, but... Truth be known, you can run as whatever you want to run, and you you run on your morals and you run on your your beliefs, and you know it's it's not about a vote at the end of the day. It's about what you believe at the end of the day, and if you if you choose one side or the other, my opinion, then then you you've veered away from your morals. You know what I'm saying? Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's about doing what's right. That's try, right. Try. I mean, and, and listen, we're all broken folk. We're all sinners. We're all gonna make mistakes. That's but right. you, every time you get hit with a decision, you try to do what you think is right yeah you know and so so what will you do robert what's your what's going to be your top two or three priorities if you do get elected to the state house well first in dillon county and and i go back to dillon county because that's where most of the district is sure yeah uh, we don't have elected school board so our my first thing is going to be try to get elected school board for dillon county um and i want to work on crime like fentanyl is a high topic with me being in law enforcement yeah, I want to work on the fentanyl crime rates and all that stuff for Ory County, Marion County, Dillon County. As a state, we need to we need to start combating these criminal um, enterprises. You know, with me being law enforcement, you can lock them up today, and then an hour later they're out of jail. You know, I understand the state house, the House of Representatives can't fix crime, yeah. but they can make it tougher and make more consequences. At the same time. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that.
Hey, there were a couple more questions I wanted to ask you. I hear Glenn rolling us with a hard break. Uh, can you stick around yes, sir, for a yes, few sir. more minutes? Folks, yes, we're, talking, we're talking to Robert Norton. He is a candidate for South Carolina House District 55, Dillon County, and a little bit of some other parts. Stick with us. We'll be right back with more Robert. And I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. This is Saturday Morning Coffee. Don't leave town. And more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're talking today with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Real Estate Team. Greg, a question that's on a lot of people's minds is what's going on with this real estate market? Is there a bubble? Do you see a crash coming or a rise in foreclosures? That's the question people want to know, Reese, foreclosures, are they coming? Well, 82% of all the folks that were in forbearance coming into COVID are out of forbearance, meaning they've worked it out with their lender. The remaining 18% that haven't, they have massive equity in their home. So even if they can't make their payment, they're able to sell their property and still put money in their pocket. So no, we don't see a foreclosure crisis coming. But call me to talk about your situation. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty, at 843-251-2693. Or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Ready? The finger, we have the finger. One, like a, like a, like a two, shake it like a, like a one, two, three. Robert, you'll like this song. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 752 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on the show. Talking to Robert Norton. Robert is a candidate for the State House, District 55. So, Robert, I wanted to ask you one question. What We, we talked a little bit about crime. What are the other big issues that you think uh, the State House needs to address? We talked about fentanyl. But, but before we leave that subject, let me ask you this question, because you're involved in law enforcement. This is something that I wonder. Have you seen, can you see the impact of either one of these or both open border and fentanyl in your day-to-day work in law enforcement? Do you see that impact on a day-to-day basis? Uh, Open borders, you don't, we wouldn't really see a lot, you know, at at the county and city levels probably, but fentanyl is, is massive. It's running rampant everywhere you go in any state you go. I don't care. Uh, You can come to Myrtle Beach, you know, Myrtle, Myrtle Beach is is your drugs and your sex trafficking, yeah. human trafficking is big in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Um, but fentanyl, they just, I think I just seen a, a article the other day where the cartel put a new fentanyl pill out. It looks like um, sweet tarts. Yeah. yeah. You know, they changed all different colors. So yeah. And the sidewalk chalk. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's um, fentanyl's running rampant right this minute. It's, you know, we have a, we have an opioid epidemic. There, there has been enough fentanyl smuggled into the country over the last three years to kill us all 
more than Twice. once. Two yeah, more times. than once. Yeah. Two to three times. Yeah. You know. And so you have to ask yourself, and yet it's not a national emergency. You listen to the administration or you listen to mainstream legacy media, they will tell you that monkeypox is a national emergency. Yeah. yeah. But they, you don't hear about fentanyl. Well, it's mind-boggling. And I, I know I'm running for the state house, not the, the White House, but... When but you, we need when, we need people when you when you start spending you know three and four billion dollars sending it to Ukraine and everything else that money could come to your to your states and do a lot of good at a lot of different levels you know um, if you <laughs> if you're gonna throw the money if you're gonna throw and the money the, away you can, you can give it to roads you can give it to opioid pandemics you can they're just yeah. putting uh, school resource officers in our schools. Amen. There's a lot of money that we could use in the United States of America versus yep. sending it across seas first. Yep. I, I don't know if you heard the prior segment, but that's exactly what we were talking about. And and I'm really frustrated with Zelensky, who just seems to think like we're Santa Claus. And he just, he phones in a list every, and it's not even every Christmas. I mean, now it's, every, it's like a monthly every thing. Week, yeah. Every other week. He <laughs> well, just phones you know, in his list and says, you know, come on, daddy, send me my, send me my retainer. Well, most of and and most of our Democrat Party now just thinks you can throw a paycheck at something, you know, and mm-hmm. it just and fix the problem, and it yep. don't work that way. Sometimes you have to have tough love, and you know, sometimes you have to make cuts, and it, that's that's part of making a decision. And I think the Republicans are doing a better job at that right this minute than the Democrats are. So, yep. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. Money doesn't fix everything, but we have to, and we have to help people. We have we have an obligation i think morally to help people in the world who are struggling but we have to keep it in perspective it's yeah. like you said we've got problems right here on our soil That's opioid right. fentanyl roads i mean you just can't send endless money to one individual one leader one president of a relatively you know unrelated country on the other side of the world that just that doesn't add up that's right so so I think you're anything else you want to share about what your plans are to uh, change the world for the better, change South Carolina for the better? I, I just want to keep small towns at the for, forefront and keep the constituents in that small town at the forefront. Um, you know, our district is, is a great, great group of towns. You know, they're they're rich in history, like the Loris Bogoff. We're going to be at the Loris Bogoff yeah. this morning. It's been 43 consecutive years. Yes. They've had the Loris Bogoff. Um Todd Harrelson and Miss Samantha, whatever the chamber, they do a great job with that thing. You know, they, oh, yeah. didn't, they didn't even close during COVID. They kept it. They figured out a way to keep it going. You know, um, and I think that's what our country needs to get back to. We need to figure out a way to make things happen. Amen. Um, we're going. You know, it's going. It's going to take us taking off the blue robe and taking off the red robe, and we're going to, have to sit down like as humans and say, okay, this is what's the best for our country, not yeah. what's the best for our party. Yeah, it's what this is what's best for our country. Um, you know, and that, and that's what I want to do going forward. I want to put the people first, and uh, try to be there to make the tough decisions if we have to make them. You know, sometimes you're not always on the popular side of things, but you just have to make that decision. And what I tell everybody, you have to pray about it first, mm-hmm. then make the decision. Let the good Lord tell you which way you need to go. Amen. And if you do what the good Lord says, you can't go wrong. Amen. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I also like what you said about getting an elected school board yeah. in Dillon County. I think that's important. Yes, sir, it is. It's really important so you, your parents can have a choice and they can have a say in what, what their kids do. You yeah. know, right now we don't have that option. So, Robert, if folks want to find you, get in touch with you, help your campaign, make that monthly contribution that's so helpful, how, they can, can, they do, go, how can they do that? They can go on our Facebook page. It's Robert Norton for SC House Seat 55. 
Uh, it's got all my information on it. Uh, it's got my cell phone number on it. People told me I was crazy, but I put my cell phone out there. Yeah. Anybody that wants to call, um, my cell phone number's on there. So. All right. Give, give us that web address one more time. It's R. Norton. Uh, well, not R. Norton. It's Robert Norton for House Seat 55 on Facebook. On Facebook. On Facebook. All right, very good. Folks, Robert Norton running for the House and nothing against his opponent. I've met Coach uh, Hayes, decent, good, God-fearing man, but I think you're exactly the kind of guy that we need in the State House. And so my hat's off to you for running. And I hope you guys will check Robert out, meet him, check out his uh, Facebook page, and support the campaign if you would. Folks, it's Robert Norton. Thanks for coming in. Come back in t- any time. Thank you for having us, Reese. Thank yep. you for your service. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. Folks, Robert Norton, candidate for State House, State House District 55. We'll be back after a break with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. This is 94.5 WTKN, Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach, the one and only Dan Bongino. Weekdays at noon on Talk 94. Feel my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey Time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 807 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us for the uh, bonus second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. I want to thank all of you for uh, checking in on the Mobile Outfitters text line. Kenny, the equipment guy, checking in. Dane, the produce guy, checking in. Dane's got a good question. He says, I think we're at least $60 billion into Ukraine at this point. Dane, I've seen estimates as high as 70 It's no less than about 55 no matter whose estimates you look at, but somewhere in that range, yes, whether whether it's 60 or 65 or 55, uh, we're talking about a lot of money. Well, and my question is, how much of it actually made it to where it was supposed to go, weapons yeah. included? Who's who's accounting yes. for this? Yes. 
$55 billion. Where's the congressional oversight? Where's Checks the, and balances. Where's the, where's the congressional uh, Office of Management and Budget? Where's the, budget, where's the, the Congressional Budget Office? Where are all those folks? Where's the GAO? Where's all those folks who are supposed to make sure that our tax dollars actually get spent on legitimate public purposes and not get stuffed in some dictator's friend's back pocket? Yep. Anyway. Joined here in the studio now by my good friend, Wayne Gray. Wayne is the chairman of the Ride 4 Committee. Wayne, welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Reese. Glad to be here. Thank you for uh, the show that you guys put on every Saturday morning to continue to inform us on local, state, and national affairs. Well, we uh, we do our best. It's a lot to chew on. Many Saturdays, as you can imagine. A lot going on in the world. A lot broken in this crazy world that we live in but yeah we do our best thank you for uh being a being a listener and and for supporting the show and thanks for sharing you are now chairman of a very important part of the government around here which is ride four which is kind of a, a key p a piece of the infrastructure puzzle and so tell folks who may not know what ride is we got a lot of folks moving into town we're actually on ride four so give folks a little bit of background, if you will. Will do, Reese. Thank you. And, and you're serving on that committee as well. And while I'm the chair, I'm just one of 18 of what we call the RIDE 4. RIDE stands for Road Improvement Development Effort, RIDE 4 Advisory Committee. Uh, we are currently in the collection period and road building period of what we call RIDE 3. Uh, but uh, there will be a reference. That tax will sunset in April of 2025, and so there will be uh, a referendum that county council would like to place on the uh, November ballot in 2024. That seems like that's a long way away, and it's not. But we're following the process that the county executed uh, a few years back in Ride 3, where the 12 county council members have 12 appointments. The League of Cities have six appointments. The idea is to get a group of body that's geographically uh, diverse, uh, working in different industries throughout the entire county. We'll meet over the next nine months. We're meeting once a month, the third Thursday of every month at 3.30 at the administrative offices in Conway in the multi-purpose room. And what our expectation to do is to build a road plan that in May of June of next year, we will turn over to county council, uh, which will list the priorities, Uh, a cost estimate uh, of road projects that would be placed on a referendum question in November of 2024. And as you mentioned, we're currently in Ride 3, so we've had a Ride 1, a Ride 2, in Ride 3. We hope Ride 4 will be successful. And thinking about expending tax dollars, Mm -hmm. I can say that in Ride 2 and Ride 3, which were both funded by sales tax, that's over a billion dollars worth of road construction in our community. Things like uh, International Drive, Carolina Forest Boulevard, uh, the overpasses at Market Common and Surfside, the extension of 31 all the way to Highway 9 and 707, uh, 31 itself. Um, Ride 1, which was funded by a different revenue stream, was Veterans Highway or Highway 22, uh, as well as other projects that are uh, currently under construction. And you think about what if we did not have that money to help fund those roads that we need in this community? So yeah. it's an awfully important uh, process. And what sort of, give folks an idea who may not know, what, what sort of time frame are we looking at when you go back to Ride 2 or even sure. Ride 1? Well, Ride 1, which uh, basically got established in the mid-1990s, uh, actually there was a sales tax referendum that failed. Uh, but the leaders and uh, political and business leaders recognized at the time that we need to figure out a way to generate revenue to help pay for these roads. That was the implementation of what we call the hospitality fee. It funded Veterans Highway and much of 31. 
Uh, then what followed was the sales tax referendums. And I, I'd like to applaud Horry County government, South Carolina DOT, which co-managed these road projects uh, that we're talking about. And when mm-hmm. you include Ride 1, we're in excess of $2 billion of road construction uh, that have funded roads in our community. And I think what the success of the passage of the referendum for Ride 2 and Ride 3, which had 61%, and then Ride 3 had almost 70% approval by the voters, was they recognized that that money did get invested into new roads, uh, and it wasn't wasted. And I think that's an important component, because when you start thinking about the new people that have moved here, Mm -hmm. when we go to this referendum in 2024, there'll be 75,000 new voters from the last time we voted on Ride 3, which was in 2016, who are probably not aware that a portion of the sales tax that they pay when they buy goods and services in the community uh, are being used partly to uh, invest in new roads. And, and I'll just finally say that, you know, when we look at the challenges in our community of, of a half a million people that live in the metropolitan area of what we know, the Grand Strand or Horry County, but that swells to a million people during many parts of the year because of our tourists, sure. which creates that greater demand of road needs that mm. we have that may be a, a, a standard metropolitan area of a half a million people that don't have that tourism influx. And so about 50 to 60, maybe as much as 65 or 70 percent in heavy con- tourism concentrations of this sales tax is paid by our tourists. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's fabulous. <clears throat> yeah, yeah that's, I really do. That is one of the, I think, the great selling points of the RIDE program is it helps shift some of the burden of this road, these road needs, these infrastructure needs to the tourists who are a big part of the reason we need the roads to begin with. No doubt, which is appropriate. I mean, we, yeah. we you know, I, I appreciate the uh, information that we get from the various Chamber of Commerce as we're experiencing, again, I'm talking the entire Grand Strand here, uh, we're experiencing in excess of 20 million visitors a year, not to mention the second homeowners that come here. And, 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 and they require the road infrastructure that we need. 95% of those that travel here come by car. So it's only fair, appropriate, and right that everybody share in that cost burden. Yeah. Uh, and so that is a beautiful thing of the sales tax yeah, effort. Gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, well, any, any, I, I know this question, and nobody's texted in yet, but 501. Is that a, the widening of 501, is it a, is it a ride three or a ride four? Well, program? currently, the widening of 501 yeah. right now from what we would call Red Hill or uh-huh. where I, 544 intersects mm-hmm. with it all the way to 31 is a part of Ride 3. Okay. So that includes expansion to six lanes. It also includes some frontage roads to try to keep that local traffic that's on both sides of 501 that wants to move up and down it mm-hmm. off of 501 itself. Uh, that was, uh, I, I think, everyone on Ride 3, uh, the 18 advisory members recognized that was, and that is in Ride 3, the number one high priority. Now, we have to understand that that one of the challenges in Ride 3 is a lot of the road projects that we're going to see over the next two years have been delayed a little because of COVID protocols and obviously the supply chain issues. And so it's delaying some of the road construction. But if you ride around right now, you can see um, some of those improvements being made. Carolina Forest was one of the first ones that got finished under Ride 3, Palmetto Point Boulevard. In addition to expanding major corridors or uh, other corridors that have road needs, you know, uh, part of these plans has both been the paving of dirt roads, which is an important component in the rural parts of our county, yeah. uh, and the resurfacing of existing roads, which again is also yeah. important. And that's a part of one of the efforts here, I think, as far as the advisory committee is is bringing to the attention all of the road needs that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of us that live in more of the urban areas, we think, well, I need this new road, I need that yeah. new road, and we forget about 
parts of the rural part of Aner and Loris and Green Sea that continue to need improvement on their dirt roads. And, and you know, that's our effort oh, yeah. of this advisory committee mm-hmm. is to put together a comprehensive plan. We've got to recognize that there's a limited amount of funds. It's a seven-year window, and the estimate of collection of that seven-year window starting in 2025 would be $700 million. I think as the time we get closer to that, that number will increase a little bit. Barry Spivey and the CF, the CFO and the staff of the county are very conservative in their budget estimates, which I think is the right approach to take. We don't want to be too aggressive. And the source of that $700 million, just so people understand, is an additional it, one- is an additional 1% on sales tax. So anything that is subject to sales tax by the state of South Carolina, yep. which is currently a 6% rate, when you uh, purchase those goods or services, there's an additional 1% that's collected. And right now, I mean, given the resurgence of the economy coming out of COVID, uh, the 12-month collection ending in April of uh, this past year was $117 million. Now, we believe that number will decrease a little bit, particularly as we look at some headwinds in the economy next year. And, and But I, I think, in, on average, you can think about $100 million a year of collection. Yeah. So just so folks understand the process, this advisory committee, Ride 4, makes recommendations as to what projects ought to be funded with that proposed $700 million collection. And then that package, where does it go next? Okay, that package will be presented to county council. And then by state statute, county council will have to appoint what is called a sales tax commission. That's six individuals, three appointed from the county, uh, three appointed from the three municipalities that have the largest population, which is Myrtle Beach, Conway, and North Myrtle. Mm -hmm. So that six-member committee will meet starting in the fall of next year through the spring of 2024, They are required to have a certain amount of public meetings and public hearings. They'll pick up our work. Hopefully, there will be a smooth transition and continuity of some of the members that get appointed from the advisory committee to Mm -hmm. the sales tax commission. That happened in Ride 3. They'll hold a series of meetings. They'll fine-tune the data, particularly the revenue estimates. And then they'll have to create the question. Uh, the, The question will have to be submitted to the public sometime in the summer of 2024, County Council then will eventually have an opportunity to vote up or down on what is recommended by the Sales Tax Commission. County Council cannot make they can't any tweak it. can't tweak it. Just can't up make or down. any additions or deletions, just up or down. And so that's one of the pieces of why we have the work that we do, and it takes about two years to do all of that planning. Yeah, and so that's a huge job. And I think uh, we're going to take a break. Yeah, we, can you stick with us for a I quick break? I can stick break? with you. We've got I'll a couple to. more questions I wanted to ask you, folks. We're talking to Wayne Gray, who is the chairman of the Ride 4 Committee. And we'll be right back with more of Mr. Gray right after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. You can go to the east, find your heart, Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, you hear a lot in the news today about ESG. What exactly is ESG and why is it important for investors? Well, it stands for Environmental, Social, and governance. And you would think those were good things, but the way companies are using it today would probably stand against most of our clients and any moderate to conservative out there. Most companies seek to maximize value for shareholders, correct? Correct. And you need to make sure the companies you own do just that. 
because that is becoming a thing of the past. Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. If you'd like an x-ray of your portfolio, be in touch. Reach them anytime at 843-945-4480 or find them online at pilefinancialservices.com. It's Powell Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you. From business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're talking today with Greg Sisson with the Greg Sisson Real Estate Team, your local experts here along the Grand Strand. And Greg, folks are asking a lot about these interest rates. Everybody knows that interest rates are climbing. What is that doing to the local real estate market here along the Grand Strand? That's a great question, Reese, because rates going from three to five is a big jump. And what's interesting is for a buyer, instead of five buyers for every house, now maybe there's three. So there's less competition for you as a buyer. And as a seller, we still have a one month supply of inventory. By definition, red hot market, just not the frenzy it was. But call me to talk about your situation. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 823 on your Saturday morning, talking to Wayne Gray. Wayne is the chairman of the Ride 4 Committee. Wayne, I want to thank you for coming in and just sharing your perspective on all this. It's uh, particularly for people who are new to town and they hear about the Ride Committee, and I'm sure it's sort of a little bit perplexing for them. So you've done a good job of breaking it down. Um, And so we're in just sort of starting that phase of, picking those projects or making recommendations on those projects. 
And so that will be the discussion. If folks want to have input or if they want to keep up with the activity of the ride committee, how can what's the best way to do that? Great, great question, Reese. As, as I mentioned earlier, we're meeting the third Thursday of every month, and we'll meet through May or June of next year. That's at 3.30 in the afternoon. It's in the multipurpose room on the second floor of the county administrative building. Those meetings are streamed live on the Horry County's website. Uh, in addition to that, you can go into the Horry County website and – uh, review the tape. I've yeah. had several people that have done that and reached out to me since we've had our first meeting. Our second meeting is this coming week on Thursday. Uh, I would also encourage uh, our community members and listeners out there, the, the members of our committee are listed on or publicly listed on the Warrior County's website. You can reach out to your county council official about where do you believe there are really uh, road concerns and needs. Uh, and I encourage our public because that's what we—that's the idea of reaching to this group of 18 mm-hmm. is that they're touching all of the citizens in every corner of the county. Yeah. And let me say again, it's a seven-year window. There's some conversation about extending that window to to create additional dollars for any any road project. DOT plans on a 10-year window. Local governments update their comprehensive plan on a 10-year period, which includes a transportation element. You know, we've done a road needs assessment, and yeah. we've got about 6 to $8 billion of road needs. So you can imagine the demands are far greater than the resources, and we need to make sure that uh, as we continue to expend this money that it's expended appropriately everywhere, doing the most good for the most people, recognizing that um, there are road needs entirely over the county. But I encourage in the, the participation from our public, particularly, you know, again, we'll have 75,000 <laughs> new voters from 2016 to 2024. Yeah. Uh, that will be voting on this referendum. It would make sense for everybody involved. I'm just, I'm sort of maybe just applying some common sense here, but it would make sense for everybody involved, whether you're talking about DOT or the ride committee, for everybody to be looking at the same window. Exactly. That would seem to make sense to me if, if we could standard. Maybe that makes too much sense for government. But Well, and, and I understand the concerns of the General Assembly when they allow local governments to use these sales tax options, because that's really what this is. This is a capital project sales tax option underneath the local sales tax law. Uh, of you know requiring sunsets and uh, t- referendums yeah. seven just seems to be a very narrow window 10 seems to be a real nice settle you know uh, period of time of planning um, and, and I don't want to get too far ahead of that conversation but we're having some conversation with uh, general assembly members and anyone's everyone seems to say yeah that seems reasonable yeah um, you know let me, I'm going to fair warning you may not like this question or maybe I shouldn't ask you as my chairman because also you're, you're my guest but you're also my chairman so maybe I shouldn't ask the question but we've been talking about this today you mentioned an eight billion dollar wish list for Ory County yeah and you know one of the things I I mean straight up I don't like taxes because and you who does <laughs> right no one does death yeah. and taxes the yeah. only things that are certain are not very popular for reasons we can all I think mostly agree on and so you know, and, but I support ride. It, we need ride. We need this program. We need that. Ex- I don't like paying because every time the way I look at it, Wayne, every time there's only so many bucks in any family's budget. And every time somebody shaves another penny out of every dollar, however, that and we don't spend everything that we make on taxable items, obviously. So it's far less than one percent. But still, every time an incremental tax is levied on a family, that's more money that they don't have discretion over. And, and I'm a firm believer that uh, political freedom in the absence of economic freedom is meaningless, right? And so if you don't let people keep a substantial chunk of the money that they earn, you know, all the political freedom in the world means nothing. But, but so we need this. But when I think 
when people hear that we have an $8 billion wish list in Ory County, and how are we going to figure out a way to plan that over the next 10, 20 years to raise that money and meet those needs? And then we hear about our Congress sending you know, $50 billion to Ukraine to fix their infrastructure over just a, a, a series of months, just a few months. And we have to ask ourselves, wait a second, it seems to me, and again, you're not going to like this question, I apologize in advance, but if we had a government that from the top down, from the federal to the state to the local level that was focused on our needs and focused on our infrastructure, we might not even need things like ride. Is that a crazy thought? No, it's not, and that really comes back down to recent. I spent 16 years in local government, and yeah. I, I, you know, as a representative of City Council of Myrtle Beach, and you know, I tried to pride myself on uh, making sure that what dollars are available to the public treasury that we expend it wisely, Amen. recognizing that there are greater demands than resources, and and we've got to pick and choose what seems to do the most good for the most amount of people. I would say for our community. My role is road investment yeah. right now and road investment. And again, when I look back on the way we've managed the money, I can ride numerous roads in mm-hmm. Erie County, improve roads, new roads that have helped the flow of our traffic and have invested in our communities. It's helped people drive more safely. It's helped our economy to expand and grow. Yeah. And so when I look at the way we use tax dollars, that's going to expand my lifestyle, improve my lifestyle, expand my economic opportunities, then, then then we're using that money wisely. And I think that, you know, with the success of Ride 2 and Ride 3 at the ballot box, hopefully we'll see that when they go to the ballot box in 2024. No, we need this. We, we definitely need this. It is an invaluable program. You mentioned some projects. For me, personally, I think about that overpass at Glens Bay and Market Common. I use both of those overpasses at least twice a day, every day. It adds a solid... 20 minutes of disposable time in my life every single day. Yeah, and 31 and 22. Man, when they first put them in, like nobody was using right. them. Yeah. But now, look at all the traffic that you're seeing on there. So that so, was planning ahead, which was really good for yeah. our community. Yeah, so we need these things. Yeah. This and is, I, and it's I, not I, debatable. And I'll say now, that $8 billion wish list, a lot of that is a wish list. And that does include two roads of what I will call regional significance, the Southern Evacuation Lifeline and, yeah. and some interstate-style connector, of, of 95 to 22, which we're referencing as I-73, those are $4 billion oh, yeah. combined big, in themselves. Big those items. are big-ticket items. Big-ticket items. We need, to, we need to work to collaborate with our state and federal partners on those projects. Well, and that is where my, I think my comment about Ukraine comes in, and I feel like we've got people in Washington on both sides of the aisle who don't have their priorities in order. Yeah. Well, and my how, much, how much money does Florida need right now? Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. Wayne, I don't know if you want to give out any contact information or any parting words for our listeners. Well, again, our information, um, all of our contact information is listed publicly on the Horry County website. Uh, I do uh, uh, wish and and ask for the uh, public participation in this process. Uh, I'm always available. My phone number is 843-267-6277. I value the opportunity to go speak to the radio networks, uh, the local civic clubs to uh, educate and inform folks on this process. Yeah, it's an important work, and thank you for doing it. Thank you, sir. It does not come with a huge paycheck, so thank you for your service. We're all equally uh, willing to commit and be a part of our community, and I appreciate all that you do, Reese. Thank you, Wayne. Thank Thank you, Wayne. Thanks so much. Folks, Wayne Gray, chairman of the Ride 4 Committee, and uh, thanks for that very informative uh, segment. Wayne, we'll talk to you soon. Come back anytime. Folks, Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. We'll be right back. 
Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee. And we're talking today with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Real Estate Team. Greg, there's a question that's on a lot of people's minds these days, and that is the question of a bubble or a crash. Is there a real estate bubble, and are you concerned about a possible crash in the market future? Boy, Reese, great question. And, you know, obviously we don't have a crystal ball, but people are thinking about the crash because they remember 08, 09. There's two big differences in 2022. Number one, people have a lot of equity in their homes across this country with appreciation we've seen. Number two, all those bad loans, anybody that didn't have a job or income got a loan in 2005, 6, 7, those loans have not existed for 10, 12 years. So I think the answer is no, but call me to talk about your situation. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty, at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, 835 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sharing it with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. You know, one of the great tragedies of Saturday Morning Coffee, Glenn, we're going to have to address this, is that the listeners in the radio land do not get to hear your serenading them uh, the way I do. When you're, you're, We should go with a hot mic on these, on these intros. I I didn't realize you could hear me through the glass. I I can hear you through the glass. Mm. Mm. (laughs) It's wonderful, Glenn. We need to go with a hot mic. We need to just go ahead and open up the mic (laughs) and let you have have the full reign of the airwaves. That would have been better if it was a little Garth Brooks or Kenny Chesney Uh, or something. You did uh, a great job. Sorry to put you through that. No, no, it's quite... And the guest in the studio. And the guest in the studio. Speaking of guests in the studio, we are now joined. Got a lot of guests that we've uh, crammed into Saturday morning Mm -hmm. coffee this morning, but right now we're joined by Rob and Michelle Visconti. Rob and Michelle are with the Ori County Conservatives Alliance. Going to be talking to us about an event coming up uh, next Saturday, a week from today. That'll be uh, an event to benefit our veterans here in the community. So welcome, guys. Thanks for joining Thank us for here on uh, Saturday Morning Coffee. Thank I think you, you might want to pull that mic in just a little bit closer, Rob. There right you go. There. And uh, how are you, Michelle? Great. Good, good. Thank you all for joining us here on the show. So, uh, And Rob, I guess I'll go ahead and, and we didn't know this when we scheduled this interview, but this past week you were elected vice chairman of the Ori County Republican Party. Yes, and it was a great honor to be elected. Uh, I didn't think it, this would ever happen, to be honest with you. I know uh, we thought about it a couple months ago uh, that I would be running, but I didn't think I'd have a chance to win, and here we are. And we're going to do great things for Horry County uh, GOP. We're going to really uh, have more events, uh, help like this. We're with the veterans, and we're just going to have a blast and make uh, everybody want to come back to Horry County GOP, and we're going to do things for the community. Yeah. All right. I think uh, – 
moving in a positive direction is always a good thing. If we just focus on what's positive, focus on where we can uh, move the needle in the right direction and what we agree on, I think I think we'll be in good shape. And, and by the way, we haven't even formally really said anything about it, but I was elected chairman, so yes. we'll be working together, and I look forward to working with you. I look forward to working with you, and, and uh, I know you're going to be a great leader. Uh, just the other night when you got up there, you just calmed everybody and put every put the atmosphere in a great atmosphere. And we had one of the best meetings we have ever had, as far as I'm concerned. That's what I've been hearing. That it was really nice, calm, and pe- yeah, yeah. It, it was a it was a, it was a good meeting. Yeah. I, I joked with Liz, and um, <laughs> I'll get to that later. But one of the things I said, you know, when's the last time we put 70 people who were Republicans from Ory County in a room mm-hmm. and they agreed on really anything? But it was a very positive meeting. A lot of uh, a lot of good a lot of good vibes, a lot of positive energy. So it was a good thing. So, like I said, I look forward to working with you, and and we'll, we're going to get a lot done. Yes, yes, we are. I'm looking forward to it too. So let's talk about first of all, where are you guys? How long have you guys lived in the area? Tell us a little bit about who Rob and Michelle are. What's from Boston or New Hampshire? <laughs> Glenn, no, Glenn's got it. Glenn's got a, okay. I mean, I think I think people can hear the voice, Rob, yeah. and they know you weren't raised in Ory County. <laughs> really? You don't, you don't hear that I, I, southern drawl? I, I, I get not that. Quite sure. It's 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 almost like a little, little twist of Loris in there somewhere. I can almost I can almost pick it pick it up. Oh yeah, I always get asked what part of New York you're from. I'm like, no, I'm from Connecticut. Like, really? <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking New York. I was I was thinking Boston, though. Uh, you know, I was. If you had not said anything, I would have said New York. I would have said yeah. New York. No, actually, so. Rob and I moved to Myrtle Beach here yeah. um, in 2003. Yeah. Um, so you're so practically local. We're practically really? local. So you grew up in New Hampshire, but you did not grow up in New Hampshire. Florida. <laughs> Florida. Yeah, you have that Florida accent. Yeah, but sure. I did. But I just spent some time in Connecticut as well, though. Yeah. So that's where I, I met Mr. Robert you guys, over there. That where you guys met. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, good for y'all. So, you know, welcome to God's country. And yeah, at 20, tw- anything over 20, I think you're a local. I mean, really, mm-hmm. I want, there, I, there is a rule. Somebody, somebody actually, I was at a meeting once and they said, no, you got to live here 35 years to be a local. I was like, look, in 35 years, <laughs> most of us will be dead. Yeah, so, you absolutely. Know, I'm like, that's not a very, that's not a very effective rule. Well, I heard if you have a yellow handled case knife, that makes you a local. Oh, that's another good <laughs> mm-hmm. indicator. Corey that's County another good boy. indicator. If you carry a pocket knife in your pocket, that's a, a yellow that's a good sign. case knife. If if one of your cars is a green John Deere tractor, that's a, that's a plus. I got one of those. You so. got one of those? Yes, go. I got one of those. Right. So. My, other, my other car is a John Deere. So tell me about this event, Rob. What is the um, uh, what's the gist of it? Can you give us kind of a uh, the short version? What's uh, what's going to be happening? What's it like? Yeah, we're we're, we're trying to do is uh, raise some money to put veterans in homes. We have a uh, a problem, unfortunately, in the Myrtle Beach area that we have a lot of homeless veterans, which in my heart, that should never happen. Um, Just in the Myrtle Beach area alone, we have over 81 homeless veterans. Um, If that don't really upset you, I don't know what will, because these people have sacrificed so much. For us to even be here, what we're doing today is all because somebody actually got passed away defending this country. So I'm into that. You know, we, we really have to help our veterans. And Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know how to put it in words. It just upsets me very much. So what this event's about is uh, we're just going to have a party, an event. We got some good speakers coming. Um, We just want to raise enough money to put one veteran in one home. And we're going to try to do so, you know, once a year and see if we can build uh, our own little neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> this help the veterans. This event will support the Veterans Welcome Home Resource Center, which is building the tiny home village over right. on Third Avenue South. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yep. And that is just a phenomenal project. Have you guys been out there? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. I've been by there. Yeah, I, but I know they've gone a lot 
more than the last time I was out there. They actually oh, yeah. have like, I think like 25. 15, is it 25, 25 homes on site? 25, I think they right? want 40. But when we started this, we we just wanted to have a little fundraiser and maybe earn enough money to, you know, fund one tiny house. Yeah, I think it started. It, it blew up, man. And one house. Yeah, it blew up. And it's because of generosity and opening people's eyes. I, I am the first to admit it. I did not realize and did not understand the need for home for veterans until this radio station brought it up scott billabong and and the rest is history yeah it's an amazing work and it's a it's just a great thing it shows you how what listen classic example of what can happen when people pull together and start pushing in the same direction get off their couches and get involved yeah that's Mm -hmm. with anything amen amen so on this event um what what are the hours it's coming up uh, where is it going to be uh, Michelle. Michelle's got the yeah. details there. What's the, what's the uh, event uh, hours? And it's, of course, Saturday, October 22nd, so a week from today. A week from today. Um, so it's going to be at the conference center at Barefoot Landing, which the address is 2250 Premier Resort Boulevard in North Myrtle Beach. Um, a great venue, you know, wonderful location. From 1 to 3, we're going to have pretty much like a pre-registration with live band. We're going to be out in the veranda um, it's going to be a fun event. We're going to have some some uh, sample platters from restaurants that have been so generous on donating sample platters to us. Um, there's been an outpour of, you know, business sponsors that have provided us some money for uh, the veterans. All that, you know, all the business sponsors, restaurants that have helped us out with this event um, are actually on our website, um, which can be seen at hccasc.org. HCCASC.org. All right. Mm-hmm. And then our main event is going to be from three to six. So that's going to be in the ballroom at the conference center. Uh, that's where we're going to have some guest speakers. Again, some DJ music. Um, it's definitely a family oriented event. So children 12 and under are free, and tickets are just $25. Um, we ask that if you cannot come to the event next Saturday, the 22nd, that, you know, Call, call us, um, go on our website, donate your ticket. Mm-hmm. Every bit helps so this way we can get a veteran a home. And our phone number is 843-450-9792. And how much are tickets, Michelle? $25. $25. And, and give us that web address one more time. Can people buy tickets through the website? They can. They can buy tickets through their website, um, through the Eventbrite. They can call our number. Um, we have physical tickets that... You know, they can get that day um, mm-hmm. as well. But we do actually encourage ticket sales prior to the event. It's hccasc.org. Excellent. All right. Well, we are looking forward to that. It's going to be a great event. By the way, um, Magadon, checking in on the Mobile Outfitters text line, has corrected me. I said 3rd Avenue South. I meant 3rd Avenue North. <laughs> so in case any of you are out and about looking for the tiny home village that's in Myrtle Beach, I misspoke. It is 3rd Avenue North. I said 3rd Avenue South. That was a mistake. Don, um, is, Don is always listening. Oh, yeah. He's always catching. He's, he's, my, he's my details details guy. So any other comments you guys want to share about the event or anything yeah, just generally? Um, we've got the lieutenant governor coming, too, and yeah. she's going to be our keynote speaker. Excellent. Um, we're bringing some veterans up on stage to recognize them who are actually part of the veterans' home. They're going to be getting a home, hopefully, over their head. So they're going to tell us their name, their rank, and we're going to honor them. And, you know, we're going to have a color guard there. We're going to have national anthem. Again, it's just going to be a Very blast. Um, we're awesome. going to have a dance floor. It's just going to be a great time. So please, everybody come out and support us. Uh, again, we have to put these veterans in homes.
And and dress is business casual, maybe? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's a fun time. Like, part of it's going to be outside and part's inside. I thought right this here. was going to be black tie. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can wear the black tie. <laughs> no, I'll pass. I'll pass on the monkey suit. Also, uh, may I say, Reese, that yes. um, Scott from the Veterans Welcome Home Resource Center. Scott Doulibon is going to actually have a tiny home displayed for us right. so we yeah. can a, anyone that comes to the event can also tour the tiny home awesome i know rob and i had a chance to actually go through three of them they're amazing yes it's it very is. heartwarming what you all are doing oh thank you and it thank is, you so and much it is an unbelievable work that scott and the guys at veterans welcome home are doing yeah. what an amazing project just and we a, have a great team behind us, which HCCA, that have been really, I mean, we meet night and day to, yes. to make this a great event for the veterans. Well, thank you all for coming in. Thank you for all that you're doing, folks. Check it out, hccasc.org. Buy your tickets, buy them early, buy them often, and we look forward to seeing you guys Saturday. Thank you again. Thank you. All right. you. you guys have a great, great rest of your weekend. You too. Thank you. Folks, Rob and Michelle Viscani with the Ori County Conservative Alliance talking about their event coming up next week, a week from today on October 22nd. So be sure to check that out online and get your tickets now. And we'll be right back with more after these messages from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Liz Calvi here for Conway Ford, your hometown dealership. Whether you're buying a vehicle, getting one serviced, or just shopping around, you'll always find friendly faces, excellent customer service, and the best buying experience in the area. Over 100 pre-owned vehicles in stock and new inventory arriving daily. And ordering is now available on most 2023 models. Remember, our buying experience is better than our competitors, and we guarantee it. For the best buying experience, take the short drive to Conway Ford and let us exceed your expectations. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, I've met with you many times with client conferences, and I I hear you talk about collaboration. I know you've been in this industry for more than 30 years. What is it that sets Pyle Financial Services apart, and how do you use collaboration when working with the clients you serve? Well, it's really important that we get to know the other experts in our clients' lives, their tax advisor, their legal advisor, and that we give a platform of collaboration that makes it comfortable for the other experts, the other advisors in our clients' lives. So we bring forth a plan that is appropriate for them. Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. If you'd like to consult with a team of experts who can help you reach your financial goals, reach them online at pylefinancialservices.com or reach them anytime at 843-945-4480. Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA the Charlie Kirk Show. Buckle up, everybody. Instant reaction. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job. Hey, Myrtle Beach. This is Charlie Kirk. Join the movement to take America back and keep America great. Weeknights at 6, right here on Talk 94.5. The Charlie Kirk Show, now found on Talk 94.5. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Cameras in the wilderness can't
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. You've reached the parting wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee, 850 on your Saturday morning. It is your Saturday morning. Thank you for sharing your Saturday morning with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. A lot of you checking in on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line. Popeye checking in. Tom Aaron. Checking in, Magadon, we already recognize Magadon and Dunham checking in. The Virginia gentleman checking in with a very, very kind comment for your humble host. So thank you, Virginia gentleman, for that. Johnny checking in with more uh, ride comments. Uh, Johnny got a very excellent point here. I know uh, gives a shout out to Jason Thompson, the ride project manager. Johnny notes that uh, Jason doing an excellent job, but still, Ory County is a donor county. The build out infrastructure requirements, we got a lot of needs, dude. Yeah, that was one thing I took from uh, the interview uh, that we just had. Uh, Eight billion dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money, Glenn. Yeah, and, that and is we, a lot we, of money. We are the largest county in South Carolina, and we send a lot of money to Columbia. Yeah, and Jason, Johnny's point exactly. Columbia is building roads in Columbia with our money. money. That's money. Uh, that. That's something that we have to stay on top of, folks, and work for work for equity in the way those dollars are distributed. But thank you, Johnny, for those very insightful comments. And I, I'd love to chat with you further, uh, Johnny. As Wayne noted, I am on the committee, and I'd love to chat with you further when you have a chance let me know but uh, a very interesting interview with Wayne Gray about the ride process it is necessary and but when you think about the money that we have to raise to really fix our roads around here it's a it's a it's a large number and it does offend you Glenn when you think that these knuckleheads in Washington will send 30 35 billion dollars to Ukraine at the drop of a hat because we've got no moral choice but to do that and when we don't even know where all the money is going well and some of me part of me thinks that some of the things that happened in the past with the family, Biden family, mm-hmm. uh, has put us in this position. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just I saying. mean, I don't think there's there's no – it's like we, we said, Glenn, I won't belabor the point. We've talked about it. But, you know, something doesn't add up here. Right. Something doesn't pass right. the smell test. You've got a Department of Defense who said this war would last 12 days. Yeah. And here we are six months later. Or I, I, it may not be actually maybe more than six yeah, months. Yeah, it's more than six months. More than six yeah. months, and we're trying to figure out where does this end, and nobody knows. And you've got people like Biden saying whatever it takes, whatever, however long it takes. Yeah. Even not, Lindsey Graham. I mean, yeah. you got Republicans. Whatever it takes, however long it takes. Is it another endless war? And if it is, why is well, it an endless war? And, and what is our strategic reserve on weapons for our country for our own protection? I mean, we're sending all this stuff out of our country. What about the strategic petroleum reserve? What about the many ways in which this administration is harming the strategic national interest of this country every single day? And many people, a lot of people, the media, they don't seem to care. It's crazy. Uh, Anyway. Well, I know you're going to I know you want to move on to something else real quick. Uh, Congratulations um, on your election. Yeah, I want to thank Rob and mm-hmm. Michelle for coming in. Great guests, great interview. I want to encourage y'all to check out the uh, the website for the event coming up a week from Saturday. And thank you, Glenn. It's well, uh, they, it, I think that you've got a lot of people behind you. Um, you have a lot more people that are for you than that are against you. Well, let me say this, uh, Glenn. We were talking about this on the Liz show on Friday. She asked me a question. I said something. <laughs> That I probably would say a little differently if I was doing that interview again. But frankly, she asked me a couple of questions that just rubbed me the wrong way, Mm -hmm. frankly. But listen, guys, I'm a lawyer and I get paid (laughs) 
<laughs> to say things that will elicit a response, sometimes an emotional response from people. I said at one point during that interview that I do every Friday with Liz, I said, you know, that the Ori County GOP had sort of become something along the lines of, I don't want to quote myself, but I think I said maybe it was a cesspool of hate. But my point being, I wasn't, first of all, I wasn't talking about any individual. I was just saying that when, if any of the last several meetings that I'd been to, if you walked in the room, there's just too much hate. Mm -hmm. There's too much hate in the room for one another for the Ori County Republican Party to get anything done, or at least to get anything done along the lines of what it's capable of getting done. And all I'm really saying is, look, the, the, the hatred that's in this room is, is obscuring us from, from the mission, from the real purpose, from getting our work done. And so, yes, I, that is true. That's a, that's a true statement. I probably would say it a little differently if I could say it again. If I, you know, if I offended anybody by referring to the party as a, a pool, yes, I apologize. But the point being, we've got to reduce the temperature in the room, realize that we got a lot more in common than we have to disagree about. Yeah, there are things to disagree about. There are things that we have to work out, but we can do that and we can move forward. Well, you're kind of like Russell Fry. You know, Russell Fry was being uh, touted as not the person for the job during the primary, if you remember correctly, that Donald Trump picked the wrong person. Oh, yeah, there was please, a lot of that. Please lot of choose that. somebody else. But after the fact, everybody has to get behind Fry now yeah. because that is not – if you care about the country, you're behind He's the Fry. guy. So – now you're the guy. Yeah. So my point is, get behind you and let's get something done and stop all this influx of arguing, which a lot of people resign from HCGOP because of the influx of fighting. Yeah. So get get over it and let's get to work. There are a lot of people out there who want to be part of something good, Yeah. want to be part of something positive, who want to get something done. So, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And thank you for that. And I'm going to do my best to pull the team together and push us in one direction, in the right direction. And, and we know that you will. Yeah. We, so, we know that you will do your best. Yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, folks, it has been a great show this morning. I want to thank all my guests. I want to thank Wayne Gray. I want to thank Rob and Michelle Visconti. And I do look forward to working with those guys. Rob is just a great guy. I love Michelle to death. They are great people. Um, the other, uh, I'll mention the other officer who was elected, Mike Connett, elected to be the state EC for the party. So I do look forward to uh, working with them. They are great people. And uh, we're just going to, you know, we're going to do our best to, to get something done and, and look forward to all that's going to happen. So. And be sure and thank Robert Norton as well. Yes, Robert Another Norton. Another great guest. Robert Norton. Uh, uh, give him your support and your attention to his campaign if you can and folks we'll see you next week for another episode of saturday morning coffee let me leave you with this trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths that's proverbs 3 5 and 6 y'all have a great week be blessed we'll see you next week you got another minute <laughs> what was this you gave I, me the wave i dude. know but it was, i got interrupted i oh I, my goodness I missed so, it by a minute so anyway it's gonna be a great week for it's you. gonna no, be a great no week. rain maybe tuesday we'll get 20 percent chance of rain but other than that we're not getting any rain so it's gonna be a good week it's, it's gonna nice, be a cool great week y'all have a great week be blessed we'll see you next week for more saturday morning come
Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.